police in the morning. The Hayden family purchases the home of their dreams. They soon realize that they weren't told the entire truth about the disturbing past of their new home after they make a startling discovery in their basement. Their dream quickly turns into a nightmare when they come face to face with the Night Crawlers. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie Bros. Here are B-Movies for the best of our abilities. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. This week, as we continue our journey through the Polonia Brothers month, we have dived straight into the ocean of Polonia Brothers and have picked out a movie from the early 1990s, or mid-90s, the 1996 film Nightcrawlers. Filmed by Polonia Brothers Entertainment, a film studio known for films such as Razor Teeth, Bad Magic, and The House It Screams. Also, starring Mark Polonia, one of the two deities of B-movies. Known as the Polonia Brothers. Of course. Now, you heard what the back of the DVD case had to say, which you can only get this on DVD from this four-pack of movies called Spawn of the Devil, which also includes another Polonia Brothers film, Hellspawn. But we're going to talk about Nightcrawlers, and we're going to dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. What do you think, Paul? Top or bottom first? Let's go to the top. All right. So for me, number three on the top, the point of view shots. This movie creatively uses the point of view shots when appropriate and doesn't overuse the gimmick. We first see it used as a cat's eye view, then as a nightcrawler's view, which we see throughout the film at various points. And we even get to see it as a view from a dimensional portal checking out Mark Polonia in the basement. It's actually rather cool and neat. And it's, it's really not as gimmicky as some more modern films like the Doom film, based off the video game, use it as. Yeah, there's definitely nothing, like, um, cliche about this film. Well, and everything that is cliche is done very well. Number two. The story of this film is actually pretty easy to follow and yet intriguing at the same time. Although simple, the story gets pretty fleshed out through the movie when Tom, played by Mark Polonia, talks with his co-worker, and the priest talks to the Nightcrawler at one point. Yes, the Nightcrawlers actually talk. Number one, for me, the Nightcrawlers themselves were pretty fucking amazing. It's like they painted pumpkins, put nails through them from the inside out, used styrofoam balls as eyes, and pipe cleaners and paper mache wrapped straws for the antenna and pincers. Plus the fact that they were not shy about giving a close-up to these poorly crafted evil-ass motherfuckers. It was just so amazing to see these time and time again throughout the film. I would love to see, like, a making of this film. That would be beyond amazing. Alright, so for my top three. Number three, this movie starts out like it's going to be a standard haunted house film, but ended up completely surprising me. In fact, most of the scenes with the monsters didn't even take place in the house. Number two, the design for the creatures was just amazing. It was really reminiscent of a lot of old creature feature monsters that are clearly made of a bunch of random parts and really low budget, but I love those kind of films. And number one, speaking of creature features, this film paid the perfect homage to the attack of uh, whatever kind of films of the 1950s and 60s. From the way the monsters attack from their own point of view to the cuts from the monster to the planning and discussion of the situation, the investigation, and then the final showdown, it's obvious that the creators knew the formula really well, and were, were able to play on that. 
And I really appreciate that kind of like like dedication and just kind of tribute to the old fashioned kind of creature features that I love so dearly. Well, that rounds out the top three for each of us. Let's take a look at the bottom three and what we didn't like about this film. For me, number three. The dialogue in this film was very stiff and wasn't funny at all. Unlike other Polonia Brothers films, it seemed actually unquotable, which is quite sad as that's a good quality I've come to expect from most Polonia Brothers films. But since it has a better developed storyline than most, I guess I can let it slide. Number two, this movie was shot on shittio, and it's easy to tell that it isn't the highest quality. It aids to the B-moviness of the film, but I just don't like how low quality this film looks, which for most movies I actually prefer, but in this case, I find it a detriment. Number one, I was really disappointed that I couldn't understand the Nightcrawler when it was talking to the priest. I think it was a volume issue and not a technical issue, and I really could tell that the Nightcrawler was very intelligently speaking, but I just I couldn't understand or hear what he was saying, and that really disappointed me in the fact that I knew I was missing something deep about this film. Alright, number three... Why did Mark Poloni's character wait until after his family was ready to move to a new house before asking his boss for a raise? That seems like bad planning. However, according to Mark Poloni himself, he never said his character was the smartest guy on the planet, so I can kind of let that one slide. Number two, the flashing like colors and everything, just, like even though I kind of enjoyed the low-budget effects, kind of gave me a headache after a while. And number one, the when the priest is talking to the monster, you're right, it was really hard to hear, and it sucks because it really did seem like a monster had a lot to say. I mean, the damn thing had been around since the dawn of time, apparently. So I feel like we kind of missed out. I don't know if there was an audio on our part or on the part of the actual movie, but meh, I guess we'll never know for sure. So, unfortunately, as far as we love to do a quote war here on this show, we, um, this, this movie is, is quite unquotable. Yeah, there really wasn't anything quite memorable. It kind of just went along. It went along well, but... The, the dialogue worked well within the story to explain the story, but there was nothing out of the ordinary, nothing fun, nothing really exuberant to share with you. Um, but I do encourage you to see the movie and figure out the story for yourself. Definitely. All right, so for our final score, what would you give this movie? Oh, our, our final take, which, remember, friends, is our score that we give this based on our shot scale. Our shot scales are a reverse scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave this a 1 out of 10. I give this a 2 out of 10. Yeah. I, very high. I'm not sure if I've ever given another movie a 1 out of 10. I may have, but um, very rarely it comes along. The closest thing that I can compare this movie to is Spam. Yes, that canned meat thing that you can get from grocery stores. It looks and sounds disgusting, but once you get a taste of it, you feel like it must be a sin to enjoy. This film is the same thing. 
It's filled with terrible dialogue, shitty special effects, but yet a superb story. Yes, superb. You heard me right. The film ends up at only about 67 minutes long, which is relatively short compared to most modern films. This is basically one of those see-it-to-believe-it kind of things. So, fork out those couple extra bucks that you have in your wallet or your bank account for one of the Spawn of the Devil DVD sets, which this film is available on. And on a note like that, you can you also get the Polonia Brothers film Hellspawn as a bonus. So you get two Polonia Brothers films for less than ten bucks. You, you really can, because I did. Yeah, Netcrawlers is a fun, low-budget 90s take on, a, on classic creature feature films, a genre of films that I happen to personally really enjoy. The effects by today's standards, and even the monsters for that matter, may come off as cheap and hokey, but fun nonetheless. There were some problems with the plot I had, but I also thought it had a lot of creative ideas, like making the creature sentient while still resembling a mindless monster like in the classics. I had a lot of fun watching this, and I would honestly watch it again, and I recommend it to anyone who's a fan of B-movies. I, I honestly, I nominate this film for best worst film ever. So much better than Troll 2, so much more low budget. So much, so much more best worst movie ever. Yeah, I, I actually disagree. I don't think this is really technically a bad movie. I think it was a movie that was low budget, one that was overlooked. But honestly, there are very few things I can say that are outright bad for what they were trying to do. Um, well, I can, I can make the same argument for Troll 2, but I digress. Well, I think Troll 2 had a lot of shitty quality. Not everyone likes to watch the same kind of shit that we do. So we like to give every film that we watch, every B-movie, an A-movie companion. I'll tell you why this B-movie is the same as this A-movie, this film of higher standard and quality. What'd you give this? I, I picked Beavis and Butthead, Do America, from 1996. I picked the 2006 video game for the Nintendo Wii, Escape from Bug Island. Wait, you, you picked a video game as your A-movie companion? Yes. it's That's, that's cheating. It's a Polonia Brothers film... Shut the fuck up. Anything goes here. Fuck you. You're never allowed to do that again, but I'll give you that set one time. So I have to say that the 2006 video game, Escape from Bug Island, and Nightcrawlers from 1996 are both the same because both titles are about low-quality versions of a popular genre, whether it's a horror movie or a survival horror video game. Both titles were poorly received by the public, either Nightcrawler suffering from not being a big-budget film or Escape from Bug Island getting terrible reviews from gaming magazines and websites. Both titles are about giant insects which kill people in a specific location, whether it's the town which Nightcrawler takes place in or Beelzebub Island from Escape from Bug Island. In both titles, the main character resorts to using a rock to fight off insects. In Nightcrawlers, Tom, played by Mark Polonia, bashes the shit out of an insect with a giant-ass rock. And in Escape from Bug Island, the first long-range weapon you get is rocks, which you throw at giant bugs, because that makes fucking sense. And... Most importantly, both titles were released in years ending in the digit six. Nightcrawlers in 1996 and Escape from Bug Island in 2006. You're never allowed to use a video game ever again for these A-movie companions. It makes perfect sense. Fuck you. This game was based off of Nightcrawlers.
Fun. I'm gonna do these Five Nights at Freddy's. They're both horror game. They're both horror based. They have a lot of you know. I don't know. New you already claim Beavis and Butthead do America. Fine. I'll do Beavis and Butthead do America. Fine. Both movies have have characters travel from one place to another. The family in Nightcrawler moves from to a new house in a new neighborhood. And in Beavis and Butthead, Beavis and Butthead, the main characters of that movie, travel to to the countryside and throughout the country on their ever-ending quest to get laid and stuff. Both movies have a strange creature who no one really understands or can figure out what it is is or what it came here for half the time. Nightcrawlers had the Nightcrawlers who, from a distant planet, and landed on the Earth million years, years, millions of years ago. And Beavis and Butthead do America had Cornholio, who needed TP for his bunhole. Most of the characters in Nightcrawlers talk kind of slow and seem very normal and down-to-earth, very average kind of people. Kind of like Tom Anderson from Beavis and Butthead, who you could probably guess if you've seen Beavis and Butthead do America and King of the Hill, it was the inspiration for Hank Hill in King of the Hill. And I certainly hope that the Polony brothers were not whacking off in the Nightcrawler's tool shed. And, number, and finally, both movies came out in the year 1996. And five, I didn't base it off a fucking video game like Corey did. So there you have it, an A-movie version of Nightcrawlers, the Nintendo Wii video game Escape from Bug Island, or the actual A-movie, Beavis and Butthead to America. Are you the Polonia Brothers, the ones whacking off my tool shit? I think it's really time to tell our friends how to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> I'll give you some drinking games for this film and so shall Paul. But remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time there's a point of view camera angle shot, take a drink. Number two, every time someone says the words night crawlers, take a drink. Number two, every time the real estate agent shows up for whatever reason, take a drink. Number three, whenever there's a Polonia brother shirtless in bed, finish your drink. And of course, number five, because it's Polonia Brothers Month, anytime you can't tell if it's Mark or John Polonia on screen, take a drink. We know which one it is, but we're not going to tell you guys because, you know, drink responsibly. All right, number one, every time Mark and his wife discuss moving, take a drink. Number two, every time the priest shows up, take a drink. Number three, every time there's a close-up to one of the nightcrawlers, take a drink. And number four, every time the screen flashes different colors, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B-movie-related, you can leave a comment on either our YouTube, YouTube or SoundCloud pages right below the video. You can also email us at bmoviebros at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com dash bmoviebros. Follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros or my personal Twitter handle at bmoviepaul. Also check out our other reviews and shows. We have different shows each week. And if you really like us, consider donating it to our Patreon account or our PayPal account. All donations are greatly appreciated and go toward helping make our show even better. No, I think it's uh, it, it's time we've come to the third week 
the end of the third week here on the Polony Brothers Month um, to rank our films that we've seen this month. Um, we've seen Splatter Farm, Peter Rotten Town, Nightcrawlers, and uh, as it just so happens, my uh, my ranking goes just like that. Number three, Splatter Farm. It's a great movie. I, I love what they accomplish with it, but I just I find it a chore to watch. Number two, Peter Rotten Tail. It's fun. It's it's got some great moments, some fun dialogue. But number one for me turns out to be Nightcrawlers. The the storyline is there. The special effects, although terrible, are are amazing. And it really comes together to be a fantastic movie that I would love to share over and over with person after person. Yeah, mine's slightly different. For number three, I picked Splatter Farm. I, unlike you, really love watching Splatter Farm. I enjoy it every time I watch it. Still pisses me off that Polonius died at the end, but, you know, whatever. Number two, I picked... I picked Nightcrawlers. It's a fun movie. I really have very few complaints about it. But goddammit, I love Peter Rottentail. It's so hilarious, and... It's one of those movies you put on when you're having a bad day, and your day just instantly gets better. I can't help it. I love the film. So there you have it. Next week, friends, we shall escape from the sea that is the Polony Brothers Month by taking a look at one of Mark's newest films, Landsark. So we may be out of the water, but the danger isn't over yet. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Yeah, we're in the middle of the night. I'm seeing a little bit. I'm seeing a little bit.